0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena with Rob and Griff. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Rod Goldberger. We're back this week once again. Another video, and we're going to be talking a lot of NBA. It seems like that's just kind of been the theme recently. And obviously, this week we had the NBA draft, as well as some recent news um, with Kyrie Irving that we're going to touch on. Um, real quick, though, if you haven't already, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe if you are new to the channel. Weekly episodes talking everything in sports. It's a great channel. We put out a lot of great content. Check out some of our past interviews, our past videos. There's a lot of great content to watch. But with that being said, we're going to jump right in. And I guess I should really mention uh, also the Colorado Avalanche did win the NHL, fi- the Stanley Cup finals last night. So congratulations to them. Unfortunately, we are pretty much both hockey casuals, I think we could say. So, uh, not much to say, but I'll be honest, I enjoyed the, the NHL playoffs. I actually watch them more this year, partly because of the Rangers, but I mean, it, it really is a NHL hockey or NHL hockey, NHL playoffs are, are truly a different breed, I, I think. And it's really fun to watch. So um, shout out to the Colorado Avalanche, but we're going to talk, th- we're going to start with the NBA draft today. And it was an interesting draft. I mean, the top is, I mean, I feel like a lot of people knew what was kind of going to happen, but obviously the Sacramento Kings probably took the, the, uh, just a, I, It makes sense for their team needs, but just the pick where you're like, this just has kind of regret all over it. Um, Obviously, the draft went Paolo Bancara at number one, which I mean, Woj was tweeting out early in the day that it seemed like the draft would be uh, Jabari number one, but late in the day, I guess Paolo became the move or the Magic did a good job of concealing that. And then Chet Holmgren, number two, Jabari Smith to the Rockets at three, Keegan Murray to the Kings at four, Jay Nivey to the Pistons at five, and you know, to be honest, the rest of the guys are not irrelevant, but it's really hard to talk about <laughs> the rest of the draft, almost, it seems. Not too many trades either. Obviously, the Sixers really made the only trade um, involving a, a major player. I guess you could – we'll talk about the Knicks a little bit and what they did and kind of the disaster of that franchise. But the top award top of the draft, Rob, let me start with this. First five guys, I mean, like this was probably the consensus top five players, the guys who would go number – you know, numbers one through five. What do you think, who do you think, you know, made the right pick and who do you think maybe messed up with their selection?
1: Yeah. I think Paulo was definitely the right pick at one. I was sort of advocating for that on last week's podcast when it seemed like they were going to take Jabari. I mean, it it seems like they are going to take Jabari. We know expected to go number one. We know that they didn't meet with Paulo. They didn't get Paulo's medicals or anything like that. uh, Beforehand, like he never came to the Orlando magic facility, but he was still, I mean, they still took him. Uh, I think he was the best player in this draft, not by a lot, but I think he's definitely a better player than Jabari. And I think he, like, his body of work in college definitely proved that. I mean, I think the thing about Jabari is that he does have the highest or the highest floor in this class. Like, I think at worst, Jabari is a good role player on a contending team because he's just a dude that brings so many valuable skills to the table and he's, you know, nearly seven feet tall. So, I mean, look, I I just – can't believe that the magic concealed that so well it's it's crazy because these days we usually know who's going number one before they really go number one you know when we see this on television but t- 20 minutes before i mean i i really wonder if it was a smokescreen or, or if they just changed their minds sort of you know in the, in the days before uh but chet it too i think we knew that was going to happen i mean a lot of people seem to dislike chet for some reason i'm not really sure why but a lot people, you know, I I will say one thing is like I, you see this comment where it's like how is he gonna guard Embiid or Giannis or you know one of those other big guys and it's like how many guys are guarding them though at the end of the day? I think uh I I mean I think that the top three run in the right order to be honest. Uh but like you said Keegan Murray over Jaden Ivey I to the for me in the NBA, I don't really understand like drafting to positional needs unless it's like you have you know Steph Curry on your team or something like that but I just don't get it man I mean I think Jaden Ivey was just you know I I thought you know I said last week I think he was even maybe a better prospect than Jabari I think this is a dude who is seriously the best guard in college basketball last year by a long shot and he's so dynamic he can shoot the crap out of the ball like this I, I just don't get taking Keegan Murray over him. I get, you know, he was dynamic last year. I get he was the Big Ten Player of the Year, but to me, I even liked Jalen Duran over Keegan Murray. To be honest with you, I thought, you know, maybe, but I, I think Jalen Duran is a better defender. I think I I just don't think Keegan Murray is is going to be that good in the NBA, and I think he went to a place where careers, quite frankly, go to die. I mean, there are just so many talented prospects that you see headed out there. I mean. I'm happy that Tyrese Halliburton, who's going to be a great player in the NBA, was able to leave Sacramento because this is just a team that destroys young players. So I mean, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I think Sacramento is at this. It it honestly may be the worst franchise in the NBA. Um, I mean, it's just it's really embarrassing what they're doing. Maybe they are hard. I, they haven't made the playoffs in nearly twenty years. It's crazy. I mean, it's just there. I just mind blowing that one of these years they can't do anything right. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. Keegan Murray, you know, he's a fine player. You know, who knows what he'll turn out to be? But yeah, Jaden Ivy, this this hype over this kid really blew up. And obviously, the New York Knicks. We're going to talk about them, but they really pursued this guy. I mean, they thought they had him, and they were doing whatever it took to ha to try and get him. And they ultimately did not. Pistons, Detroit. I mean, that. Uh, oh, Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivy is is a is a dirty, dirty duo to have at, at the guard position and, and good for them. I mean, they've, they drafted uh, Killian Hayes a few years ago and, and he didn't really pan out and, and good for them on moving on quick and, and not wasting their time and getting these two dynamic players. I think, you know, Paolo, Chet, Jabari, you know, it, it honestly was a, a, I think it's a pretty even group. I don't think there's one clear cut number one guy um, out of the trio, I would say. But, obviously, you know, Paolo seems to be the guy who probably probably deserved to go number one. Chet, I mean, I think Chet, there's just so much slander, obviously, about his build and, and kind of how he looks. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not too concerned. If you look at Giannis year one yeah. and what year, where Giannis is at now, like, these guys aren't – Chet Holmgren is not supposed to come into the NBA, this major center, huge big boy like Embiid, and be able to guard him on day one. That's just an unrealistic <laughs>
1: – NBA diet he'll get on an NBA weightlifting program like it's like you know I I give him time and he's going to a place where he doesn't have to compete right away at all I mean he's going to go to a place where they're trying to lose which I mean I think it does raise a very interesting question about OKC's development because it's like is having all these prospects just compete at once like a healthy environment if that makes sense because their team is essentially they have like one player over 30 and the rest are like 19 to 22 besides and then you have a borderline top twenty player. No, he is a top twenty player in the NBA and uh, SGA over there. And I, you know, you wonder how much longer does he want to do that? And uh, I mean, it's it's a good question. I mean, does he match up with their timeline? He should. I mean, that's the guy that they should be building their project around realistically. Uh, I, mean, but,
0: I I think that they're doing a good job. I mean, you look at their big three now that they've got SGA, Josh Giddey, and Chet. I mean, if Chet pans out, that, that's a very good trio well, to have. I
1: think they're going to try to get. Big uh Victor Lemoniana next year, if you uh know who that is. He's going to, he is, there's going to be an all time tank fest next year in the NBA. Let's just say that.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think the Thunder are doing a good job. And you look at Sam Presti, I mean, he's wheeling and dealing for these picks, and he made some other moves. I mean, they had what they have, you know, they had the number two pick, then they traded for uh, Usman Diang and then they also took Jalen Williams, uh the Santa Clara Jalen Williams. So they got
1: a lot, a lot of and young that, players, and, and then they took. Perfect. They got the so other a, James Williams as well.
0: They did. I didn't even. I honestly didn't even realize that. So they got a ton. I mean, they really added in this draft, and I think this team. Obviously, they're not there yet. I think they're going to start getting towards competing. I think that they've got a good group there. Houston. I mean, another team with you know Jabari. You've got Jalen Green. I like. And, I like
1: what Houston's doing a lot. To be honest. Yeah. With.
0: I mean, they've got a, a good group there. They got Ty Ty Washington as well. I mean, this is a good team. I I thought that you know. It just seems like the Kings, you see the the thing they put up in the draft where the Kings, it's, you know, one pick away from greatness. And then you've got this prospect like Jaden Ivey, who it just seems like he's going to be this dynamic, amazing superstar. It really just seems like that, that, that has happened again. And it's a very unfortunate. I mean, some of this, I mean, obviously this is the King's fault, but you know, they've taken guys, you know, number two, Marvin Bagley, obviously they should have taken Luka Doncic, but Marvin Bagley looked like he was going to be, you know, a great player out of college. And then obviously, you know, you got to fault the Kings for for some of these developmental issues. I mean, but
1: you can't take Luka Doncic was the best. Like I said this at the time, so this isn't just. Original. No, I,
0: I I agree, but like Luka, at the time Marvin Bagley, people were like, okay, you know, he he should be a solid player at least, and.
1: uh yeah, Jesus, I God. don't know. It's just a terrible organization.
0: Awful, but. All right, you right. Let, let's talk about the New York Knicks here, because, I mean, I think that they honestly really weirdly stole some of the headlines away from this draft. I mean, they didn't select the player in the first round, which was obviously a little controversial. Um, I think when they drafted Usman Diang, I, I, my Nick friend, Nick, Nick fan friends were, uh, you know, that didn't get it spoiled. were are not very happy that, that it appeared that they had taken another international player. Um, you know, the Knicks, I mean, I get they were trying to trade for Jaden Ivey, but this whole clear cap space for Jalen Brunson, I mean, it's just.
1: It's a little ridiculous. This is why
0: good, this is why bad teams stay bad, if I'm being honest. I mean, I've never seen a team do so much to acquire a, I don't want to say mediocre, because he's not mediocre, but not all-star caliber player. I, I don't think Jaden Jalen Brunson is an all-star. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? I mean, obviously, it seems like there's some fishy things, too. I think that – I was watching First Take the other day, and I think that Jalen Brunson's agent is, like, Leon Rose's son or something yeah. like that. Like, it's yeah. very – it's really, very fishy.
1: I have to, like – I can't really speak on this for reasons that – I don't want to say, but, like, yeah, it's it, there's some fishy things. Like, it's a lot of CAA stuff going on. A lot of their clients are CAA clients and, like, agents. But yeah. yeah, a little fishy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, uh, that's that's the end. Very much happy. And like Jalen Brunson, like where I am right now, where I am right now in Margate, New Jersey, like down the shore, like Jalen Brunson and Leon Rose are always, like always together down here. Like, cause Maya, uh, don't ask me how I know that, but it's just, <laughs> and like they, Jalen Brunson is always down here though, and like always with Leon, essentially.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think at this point, it's pretty clear that. Um, Jalen Brunson's going to be a New York Knicks. I think it's – I mean, you can point to whatever you want to point to, and I think that Mark Cuban will try and do his best to keep him. I think that there's a, a clear link at this point, though, for Jalen Brunson in New York. And, man, I, I it's really – I think it, this is a, a – I think it's a huge mistake for the Knicks because this is just, to me, what they've been doing. They're just wasting and spending their money on players who I just don't think are good enough to win them a championship even I don't I don't even know if Jalen Brunson can bring this team back to playoffs I mean you look at what the Knicks have they have R.J. Barron and outside of that I really don't see many building blocks I mean you got Obi and this guy really hasn't played because of Tom Thibodeau's system but quickly he's looked good at times you've got Julius Randall obviously there who was a disaster last year I mean it, you got the contracts that have been Fournier there I mean you got Alec Burks, who, you know, didn't really have a great year. There's just all He's these guys.
1: Agent. He's a free agent. I mean, I think they're going to bring him back, though. It should be a pretty big Alec step. Burks? I thought he signed a three-year deal. No, wait. Oh, yeah, you could be right. You could be right. You could be right. Let's see.
0: I'm pretty sure he signed, like,
1: three for 30. Yeah, three for 30 last year. Jesus Christ. What a terrible deal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you just have all these guys that, that are just overpaid and you know, Jalen Brunson's a good player. Jalen Brunson's going to get his money, no doubt. And, and he deserves it. He's a great guy. And, and you know, he's a really a, a good NBA player. Is Jalen Brunson an all-star caliber player that really is what the Knicks need right now? Absolutely not. When you look at what the New York Knicks need, I, there's one player in the NBA who I think is the most perfect fit for the New York Knicks. And it's Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's a New York boy. He's always at Mets games. It's clear that there's a link to the Knicks. I think he might have grown up a Knicks fan. This guy wants to be in New York. It's pretty clear. If as soon as he requests a trade, I mean, I think that is the guy that Knicks should be doing whatever it takes to get. I think that's the perfect fit. You want guys who are in New York and let alone Donovan Mitchell is an all-star caliber player who is a superstar. Jalen um, Brunson,
1: I, I don't know if he's a super I don't
0: but I don't know if Donovan, Donovan Mitch- Mitchell is a top 15 20 player in the NBA. You said SGA is a top twenty player. I would say that Donovan SGA Mitchell is, is better
1: than. No, 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 I don't agree with that. SGA Donovan is Mitchell good.
0: is definitely better than SGA. You we'll see
1: are, next year. We'll see next year when SGA is actually able to play games. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell just, Donovan Mitchell is not an efficient. I, I just don't see think he's an efficient player. Donovan Mitchell has averaged twenty six points the last two years. I'm just not a Donovan Mitchell believer. I'm sorry to say. How are
0: you not a Donovan Mitchell? Like what, what about him? It's not the lie. I just
1: think he's one of those guys who I just think he's an inefficient shot shot, shot chucker, to be honest. I think he's a great player, but like there are a lot of guys, a lot of young guys that I would take over him. Like if you're giving me him or Cade Cunningham to start my team, give me Cade Cunningham every day of the week.
0: I don't know. I I I, wouldn't, Dude, I haven't seen with that enough earthen? from Kate, bro. We have we've seen Cade play what one
1: season, and he was among- my Kate. Cade is also nineteen or twenty, yeah. whatever he is. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. You have to remember, is like 25. 25. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I twenty five. So. He's
0: twenty five. Hmm. Well,
1: before the next season starts.
0: Yeah. Twenty-five. Kate Cunningham is going to be thirty the next time, or twenty-one the next time the season starts. Also, so nineteen is completely inaccurate.
1: <laughs> well, I said he was currently nineteen, and then I said he's maybe. He's fine. not. He's and 20, twenty. He's hard.
0: twenty. Going to turn twenty-one in less than
1: hundred. Well, I, I think Kate Cunningham is fifty times the player Donovan Mitchell is. To be honest with you, <laughs> I just don't think Donovan Mitchell is that good. I mean, we're, we're just going to have to agree to disagree on this.
0: It's okay, you know. You know, some would say they'd rather have Tobias Harris over Donovan Mitchell, you know. I don't Similar contracts and, you know, it is what I it is. You know. that, but I don't agree with
1: that, but... Donovan
0: Mitchell, I think, is a, a very, very good NBA player.
1: I, I'm going to name all the players that I think are better than Donovan Mitchell right now, all right? <laughs> Give me...
0: It's no, so hard to just do that off the top of your Kate's head, You almost need a list.
1: Give me LeBron, give me Giannis, KD, Curry, Kyrie, Dame, Kawhi, Paul George. There's so many more guys. Oh, my Lord. Like I said, SGA, Anthony Davis. SGA. <laughs> I think you're severely under us. Jimmy Butler. I think he'll be better next year. I think it'll be like a top 15 player minimum next year. You disagree with that?
0: SGA? Yeah, I disagree. No, Cade, I
1: said. Cade.
0: Oh, Cade. it was lagging. Cade, top 15, definitely not. Dude, top 15 is like, dude, that's a tough tier to reach. That's a serious, maybe Cade top 20, top 25, sure. But top 15, no, no way.
1: I, I that's that's going
0: to be, dude, top 15, you look at like, I'm looking at the list right now. You got Giannis Katie, Jokic, Embiid, Curry, LeBron, Kawhi, Luca, Chris Paul. They've got Harden on here, but Cade might already be better than James Harden. Um, John Morant, Tatum, Booker, that, stop Butler. That, stop
1: that. Stop that, stop John Morant, that.
0: Booker, Butler, Lillard, Kyrie, the Rosen is in A D if he's healthy, Paul George, Trey Young, and that's 20. I don't know if T- Kade Cunningham can be better than five of those guys next year. I think that's a bit of a stretch, nor it's SGA better than like any of those guys.
1: I think I could agree with that, but I think you're underestimating how good SGA is for sure.
0: I don't know. We will see, I guess, next season. Um,
1: all right. Well,
0: break down. that, that does it for the NBA draft. I mean, it's not the most, it's doesn't compare to quite to the NFL draft. And it definitely was a, a bit of a, a bit of a boring one compared to some years with the trades, but um, alas, we move on. Um, I mean, the big news in the NBA recently has been Kyrie Irving and it seems official at this point that he has requested, or it seems the phrasing I saw off a tweet recent, like an hour ago from when we're filming, this was that he's received permission to seek sign and trade options. So it seems like Kyrie Irving's time in Brooklyn will come to an end, which obviously then stems to whether KD's time in Brooklyn will come to an end, which would just be insane if all of a sudden Kevin Durant is starting to become traded. Brooklyn, obviously, it seems with Kyrie. I mean, there's not many options. It really seems like the Lakers are the team that Kyrie might want to go to and the, the only team that really seriously wants him. Uh, I mean, he, there were teams on his list, the Knicks, the, the Sixers, the Clippers, the Mavericks, some other teams on there. But uh, the interest from those teams doesn't really seem to be too high. Rob, let me ask you this. I mean, where do you see Kyrie Irving ending up? And, and ultimately, I mean, the Brooklyn Nets, it really seems like they're in a spot where, you know, they're, it seems like this team, you know, had the uh, had the potential to be something seriously great, and it seems like that, that dream might be over here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think their organization is, is done because not only – have they screwed themselves for the mirror? Like they don't have any draft picks till 2028 is when they get their first round pick rights back 2028. Well, they'll 60%. get some,
0: they'll get some back if they trade the. True, they trade King. Kitty. Yeah.
1: Sure, <laughs> true, true. True. But the Lakers don't have any picks to give them to be fair. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. I mean, Oh, the Nets are so screwed. It's so awesome to see Ben got, Ben is getting karma for everything, man. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> They're just gonna
0: bash Ben Simmons. It's so like Ben Simmons gets so much hate from Sixers fans. It's pretty. Are you gonna
1: sit here and defend Ben Simmons? Are you gonna sit here
0: and defend Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons was a top five player you've had
1: in the last 15 years, probably. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, Embiid, Drew Holiday was better than him when he was here, Andre Godalo was better than him when he was here. Yeah, I would say Ben is right there probably. Okay. Ben was a three time All Star. I, mean, I, I get it State. was.
0: I get it, it was a. Bad. Mean, he's just a playoff
1: choker. He's a great regular player. I mean,
0: I think there was a lot of. I think the Sixers screwed him a little bit because it was clear that he was not the. Uh, he wasn't what they were. They needed him to be. I guess they needed him to be an elite so number two him, scorer. He never
1: got better. Yeah, well, he never got
0: not, better. He might was Shaq. Did Shaq ever get a jumper? No. Like it, some of these but guys ben just can't develop Shaq!
1: it. Ben Simmons, he Ben Simmons isn't Shaq. He averaged he took three shots over the course of a playoff series in the fourth quarter. Shaq won three Finals MVP. I'm pretty
0: Didn't James Harden did uh, had a similar statistic? I believe for this year. did that in one game. One game. Yeah.
1: James Harden also had a better playoff game than Ben Simmons has ever had in his career. And James Harden yeah. was terrible in these playoffs. I would. I would. Kyrie not drawing interest, says Woj. Outside of the Lakers, there are currently no known teams planning pursuit assignment trades for Nets. So either I think he might just end up staying, to be honest. I I don't not think, think he's gonna, not, I I don't I think
0: I don't think he'll he would play, honestly. I think he would just not show up. And I, I think Brooklyn probably is scared of that and knows that. And I think that this is like the worst possible situation because their one potential trade partner has literally nothing to give up except Russell Westbrook, who they obviously don't want and who no one wants. I mean, I mean maybe they
1: redirect him to a third team. Be up.
0: They would have to. And then what do you, but what, what do you even get for one year of Russell Westbrook? Eight, two seconds or something like that. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not a very good, uh very, very positive. No one
0: wants him. It's just a, a salary hit and, You know, he's way past his prime. Yes,
1: he is. Yes, he is.
0: So what do you think? You think Kyrie will be – you think he'll stay in Brooklyn?
1: As of right now – no, I'll say no. I'll say no. I'll say no. Final. But I just think, like, this dude is, like, such a nut job. I can't tell what he's going to do, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I can't tell whether he's just bullshitting everything. I have no idea.
0: Well, if he opts out, he's unrestricted, right?
1: Correct. But so, I think he's so, about...
0: Uh, but it, it's all about money, I guess, at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, because, exactly.
0: Um, if Kyrie is willing to take a, a cheap deal... Laker. there's no doubt about it because they can sign him to what the vets minimum or whatever and get no. him off that and then just dump westbrook somewhere and oh my that would be seriously that i mean if that happens with the lakers then this team seriously he max
1: contract
0: i understand that but Rob, i'm talking we're all topic this is all hypothetical if right that somehow happens then the lakers might actually have a bit of money to spend in free agency too on decent role players, which they currently obviously do not have with Russell Westbrook there. Kyrie took a very cheap deal. They might have a little bit of money to work with, which would be game-changing.
1: The whole, no, yeah, obviously, but that's just like... like well, I, it comes down to if Kyrie wants a massive contract
0: or if Kyrie wants to win. If Kyrie wants... I don't know if Kyrie can get a massive
1: 5 Kyrie already has a sport. championship, to be fair. Like, I mean... I just don't like the whole reason he wants to leave though Brooklyn is because they're not offering him a max.
0: Well, is LA even to... is are the can the Lakers even afford to offer him a max?
1: Yeah, if they got rid of Russ.
0: The whole thing is very insane. I mean, this is he'll probably it's... end up by the time the season starts. You would imagine that he, Kyrie Irving was, is a Los Angeles Laker, which all of a sudden, I mean, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, obviously there's some health worries. But if those three are healthy, I mean, I think they're back as, as a top two, three team in the, in the Western Conference with, with that big three, if they're healthy, obviously.
1: Yeah, that's a huge caveat. I mean, assuming Kyrie doesn't lose it as well.
0: I mean, that big three, though, would be – that if they're playing well and healthy. Yeah, I agree. I, it depends what they have around them, obviously, but that could be the best team in the Western Conference, the team to beat. I mean, it, really, that's Kyrie is what the Lakers need, a, a scorer and efficient shooter. I mean, that—that that, he's the perfect player for them, honestly. And if they can figure something out, I mean, wow, that would be insane. But it really seems like he might be a Los Angeles Laker, which is absolutely nuts to say. Yeah, yeah. So then with Kevin Durant, I mean, I'll ask you this. I mean, it seems like then Kevin Durant would probably want to trade. What teams realistically could you even see being in play for Kevin Durant? It's really hard to imagine what, what exact teams would be. I mean,
1: Portland, well, I, maybe. Do you maybe think, Portland. I don't think
0: Katie wants to go to Portland.
1: I mean, they would be right there, Damian, Katie.
0: And uh, Nurkic and would they they, they they traded for Jeremy Grant, right?
1: Yeah, correct.
0: So those four.
1: Uh I mean there are other teams, I guess. Imagine he went back to the Baby Thunder.
0: <laughs> or the oh my god, the Dallas Mavericks. That well, would
1: be something. That would be something for sure. Luke. I and think KD, oh my god. They would walk. Yeah.
0: I think the uh today, but I apologize for that. But um, I think that uh, if Kyrie went to the Lakers and Katie went to the Mavericks, I mean, the Western Conference would just be nuts. I mean, it would be just absolute. I mean, then the Lakers and Mavericks all of a sudden are elite contenders. You've got the Warriors going to try and run it back. You've got Clippers with Kawhi coming back. The Suns are still, you know, who knows what they're going to be they're, but then, you know, they're still in the mix. You've got, you know, Jokic. He'll have hopefully MPJ Murray coming back. That West would be something, something out. The Pelicans, if Zion's back, could be in the mix. I mean, holy cow.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. But I mean, I could, I don't think I see KD to the maps happening, to be honest. I don't know. The thing is, I don't see what team, where KD would even end up. It's like, I, it's hard to imagine. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, Boston would be a great fit, but obviously, um, Brooklyn will never trade with Boston again.
0: No, that 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 Katie will not also like. What Brooklyn would never do that. That's just
1: yeah. No, that's what I said. Brooklyn will never trade with Boston again.
0: I mean, Katie on Cleveland would be. That would that's a move that that's He'll never, go to,
1: He'll never go to Cleveland though.
0: I know, but I'm just we're just thinking a team. He's not going to go to Portland either. Yeah. Why would he you know, go to
1: Portland? I think it's clear he's. Well, well I he guess he. Run he run. I guess
0: he did play for the Supersonics.
1: He did. I mean, the Wizards go back home. That's where he's from.
0: That team's just so bad, though. I don't think he'd want to. Maybe, but. I really don't see a team for Kevin Durant that makes so much sense. It's very weird. I don't have any money. I mean, yeah, for a player as good as that, for sure. It is very weird. It's just that it's hard to picture a true team for Kevin Durant, to be honest. Yeah
1: yeah all right i mean um, i just think and you know this is a guy like all right, all right other you know other places are just like i don't want to play trade x young player for kd like people forget who kd is like i get he had a rough playoff series but number one he had like maybe three competent teammates kyrie was not going outside of game one in that series at all um and, and he's being coached by an absolute you know, idiot to be quite frank with you. Uh, I I just don't, you know, I think like pe- teams who are just like, Oh, I wouldn't trade Jalen Brown for KD. Like that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous thing to say. Like, or Scotty Barnes, for example, just a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it is interesting. Like let's bring up like the, the Cavs, for instance, like Darius Garland's like a young superstar. Like, would yes. you trade Darius? You would
1: I think KD and Mobley could win a championship right now, to be honest, like, next year, to be honest.
0: It's tough. It's really tough because KD is, what, 33, 34? And you he's trade, a good player, obviously.
1: The thing is, you trade one championship for any amount. Like, I would trade one championship for 10 years of losing. I don't
0: think, but, like, with the Cavs, if we keep doing the Cavs example, like, if you put KD and take off Darius Garland and, I mean, let's say they don't. Who well, else there's, they I feel like that? there's...
1: Yeah, maybe not. Gar- I mean,
0: that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that there's just players Mobley for some of these Gar- teams that are the young building block. I think that they would have Mobley. I think you should trade in the heartbeat because I, mean, I think you have Garland, KD, and Jared Allen. That team's ready to win a championship today. I think, I think Mobley would be the one to give up. I'm, obviously, that's not happening hypothetical like it's very interesting because there I think there are some young super not superstars but young stars on teams where teams are hesitant to just trade them in general like I think like Trey Young like is KD better absolutely would the Hawks trade Trey Young for KD no it's just one of those things you know
1: I I agree I do agree I agree who
0: knows what will happen we'll be covering all of it when all of it goes down NBA free agency's got to start soon though right in a few weeks or so
1: that's correct. That's uh, like a week and a half
0: week and a half. So um, we'll
1: probably end up doing a, maybe less than that, actually. Hold on. Let's see. All right, here we go. Uh. June 30th, five Eastern, three days. Whoa.
0: Yeah. Three days. I did not realize that at all.
1: Yeah, I, I knew it was. I knew I knew that.
0: Okay. So, um, I mean, expect a, uh, we'll probably try and film something or do something either the day or, or, or once big stuff starts happening, we'll be trying to do as much as we can. So, um, yeah, it should be very interesting. But um, that does it for the NBA coverage today. We're just gonna end the episode today. We're gonna talk a little bit of MLB, not too much, but um, you know, we're entering the end of June here, almost July. So about a month till the trade deadline now, and you know, we've got a few more weeks till the we All Star break. MLB, I mean, it's kind of going by quick. Like it, it's it's yeah, really almost sure. July. Like the season is, it's getting to the point where it's gonna get intense and 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 very important. I mean, they're, they're, I'm, I'll i be honest, I've been really surprised with the Los Angeles Dodgers, and and they have not played too well. I mean, this team coming into the year, people thought this was going to be one of the greatest lineups of all time, and it seems like it's like been, it's a, been. A, a colossal kind of disappointment almost, and, and they really haven't panned out the way people have thought. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on, on the Dodgers, but also, you know, whatever you want to talk about with the MLB, to be honest?
1: I mean, I think the Dodgers – like, they're still, you know, a great team. But obviously. Like, obviously. like, like it, it's funny because it's sort of like the total opposite. Like, Tony Gonslin being one of the best pitcher. Like, I mean, obviously, he's gotten very lucky. I mean, the advanced statistics obviously indicate he's gotten, you know, lucky. But yeah, at the end of the day, this guy is 10 0 or whatever with a one, you know, one five ERA or something like that. But, uh, Like, the the, the Dodgers, you know, it's it's sort of the opposite. It's just funny because, you know, like you said, the lineup really hasn't been very good. You know, Freddie Freeman, I don't think, has sort of limped up to what. Freddie Freeman's
0: been great. It's just, yeah, it's a big contract. So,
1: yeah. power
0: hasn't been there either. It's kind of been
1: weird. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think I'm writing the Dodgers off by any means, though. I mean, all these guys, obviously, Max Muncy has been absolutely terrible this year. Absolutely, I mean, you, uh, you're frozen for me, Griff. You Yeah, uh,
0: there's been some free, freezing throughout this episode, unfortunately. You're
1: good. All right, all right, you're good. I can see you now. But yeah, uh, you know, it, if one or all of these guys start to pick it up, especially like Freeman, like you mentioned, you know, they'll they'll be right back, you know, competing, and they're, they're already right bit right there at the top of the NL. I mean, it's not like they dug themselves any type of hole or anything. So, yeah, no, no, I think uh, I mean I can. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers have just been – they're still
0: an amazing team, no doubt. They've got a great rotation. They're definitely banged up. I mean, Mookie's hurt. Um, Kershaw's been hurt at times. So, they're they are dealing with injuries. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely interesting because there's been guys who are earned producing. Max Muncy, Justin Turner has been bad. Cody Bellinger, really, his career is, has fallen off the rails. Um, you know, there's all these guys that, that really have not been good. And it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I still think the Dodgers are – you know, you – Arguably, I would say the team to beat in the NL, but the NL, you know, you got the Mets, you've got the Braves who are playing great baseball. Um, The Padres have been good. You've got the NL Central teams, to me, don't seem like serious threats. Well,
1: that's my my hope is that they're just so terrible and that the Phillies can keep pace with them. That's all we need. We need to keep pace with one of them. Or one of them or one of the NLS teams. I mean, we're only – Oh, that brace injury is just such a killer, man. It really does suck. Couldn't have come at a worse time. Uh, the Brave, we have biggest series of the season this week. Three games against the Braves.
0: If you get swept, yeah, I think the division would be lost at that point.
1: Well, it's not even the division. I don't care about the division. I need a wild card spot at this stage.
0: Yeah. It, it's know. it's all going to come down to the head-to-head, but also, I mean, the the trade deadline is very important, I think, especially for... Both our favorite teams, the Phillies and the Mets. Like both of us, both of our teams desperately need help in the bullpen. Like desperately. Like the New York Andrew Mets. Bennett, have
1: to Andrew add. Benintendi is a Philly. Andrew. Andrew Benintendi is absolutely a Philly. We're, just, just that's
0: why they want to add another half <laughs> Well,
1: we need we need one.
0: I guess if Bryce goes down, they should just call and make that trade Yeah. That,
1: today. yeah. Bryce is just oh Blake Snell. I hate Blake Snell. Terrible. Oh Oh
0: my god! I mean, the New York Yankees are are still rolling. I mean, the Guardian. How about the Cleveland Guardians? They've been playing good baseball. How about the Cleveland
1: Guardians, Griffin?
0: Andres Jimenez. He's been a a sneaky super, not superstar, sneaky sneaky all star for them. It's been kind of. Kind of crazy the, the Guardians, but they just breed young pitching. Another one of those teams like the Rays that just are just always have good young pitching, and their lineups their lineups held their own. And that division is very interesting. I mean, I thought the White Sox were going to run away with it. The White Sox have been horrific, pretty embarrassing. They could be MLB's biggest disappointment, honestly. The Chicago White Sox or the Angels, I guess.
1: The Angels, absolutely. I mean, the Angels are just a disgrace to to the sport. at the, the end of the day, they have. The most marketable player in the sport by far. The best player in the sport. They're arguably the two best players in the MLB. That's disgraceful. They're just a disgraceful team, to be honest with you. Disgraceful organization. (laughs) Jose Ramirez has 63 RBIs in 68 games. That's just absurd. And only one in his last, uh, whatever, like like five or something. So Pete Alonzo has
0: 69 RBIs in how many other games?
1: Well, you know, Pete Alonzo is like, okay.
0: <laughs> Pete Alonzo is a different breed. it's <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> He's at 69 RBIs in 73 games. So, yeah. But still pretty good. Pretty darn good.
1: The NL East, besides the Nationals, really isn't that bad, to be honest. It's, it's, it's actually the Marlins, the Marlins, they're just great. They're
0: just, they're horrific.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they they have, they have some pitching, them. but
0: their team is just not
1: good. Well, I mean, they walked you off the other day, Griff.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, we're going to lose some games to the Marlins. It's going to happen, especially when David Peterson's pitching. <laughs> like, uh, I didn't expect much.
1: Or you can have a, blue, a save to them, to be fair.
0: The Marlins, you're going to lose games to them. They're a pesky team. They have pesky players like John Birdie is just a, a as Keith Hernandez said, a little pesky like bitch. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, out, outside of Alcantara, I mean, they've got good young pitching. Alcantara, Lopez, man, that that Marcelo Zuno trade, I mean, that might be the worst trade ever. One of the that's one of the even though Marcelo Zuno was good for the Cardinals, horrific. You gave up Sandy Alcantara and Zach Gallen.
1: Yeah. For a real stand-up guy, and Marcell <laughs> <laughs> Oh
0: my! Like these, some of these trades—you just look. I imagine if the Cardinals had Alcantara, Zach Gallen in the rotation.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs>
0: <Duh>. <laughs> with like with Miles Mikolas, I know Jack Flair. He's been like Jack Flair. Dude, you just can't spell. It, but.
1: No. Yeah, he's hurt again.
0: Yeah. yeah, he's he's he could be fried at this point. He might be over. And like his MLB career could just be downhill from here.
1: Unfortunately, injury after injury after injury, yeah. That
0: like he just clearly cannot stay healthy, or it, it, he's on the he's smoking the de Pack at this point,
1: <laughs>
0: you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough to really talk about. MLB, we'll talk a little bit more as we get closer to the trade deadline, I'm sure. Um, but I think with that, that will do it for this week's episode of Outside the Arena. If you haven't already, please make sure to like. Comment and subscribe to the channel. Check us out on Instagram and Outside the Arena podcast, as well as Spotify and Apple Podcasts outside, at Outside the Arena. We appreciate all the support. We'll make sure to uh, keep up the content, especially with NBA free agency kicking underway very shortly. Um, NFL, there's always news there. So we'll, with every, uh, with, you know, we're getting closer to the NFL season. I mean, I'm about a month away from preseason, too. So a lot of exciting
1: stuff it's awesome a lot yeah
0: it really is sports the sports world is always turning and uh you know uh we're we're, we'll be covering it every step of the way so with that being said thank you so much for watching we'll see you all on next week's episode outside the arena